the pirates because, of course, they have cannons and everything. It's a pirate's life for me. Be proud of who you are and what you are. You're a pirate. It is a first down. Pirate. Because when you're in East Carolina, you go for it every time. Or you don't coach in East Carolina, you don't come to East Carolina, you don't play in East Carolina with a weak heart. Write it! I've ever been in a building as loud as that was. It was deafening in there. We will get them off. I can promise you that. Hit a all night long in Eastern North Carolina. You're watching the Sports Objective, the podcast for pirates. It was an unbelievable atmosphere. I've coached a long time in a lot of great places, and I don't think I've ever been in a building as loud as that was. It, uh, it <laughs> there were some times where it was it was deafening in there. This is East Carolina Hall of Famer and Utah Jazz first round draft pick Blue Edwards. You're listening to Pirate Basketball Overtime on the Sports Objective, your home for the best East Carolina hoops coverage. All right, welcome in to Pirate Basketball Overtime here on the Sports Objective for the Pirates Town in San Antonio. They get a big victory over UTSA, and that is 84 to 73. Let's bring in the gentleman from LaGrange, Kyle Barber. What's going on, guys? Speaking oh, of Barber, got to get the interest music coming up here. How, how, how. What's going on? Uh, I, uh, you know, I really uh, honestly didn't get a chance to see the basketball game yesterday. So I will let you and Bubba kind of steer the ship here. I will only contribute my humor and things that need to be said overall about the basketball program going forward. But uh, don't have a lot of insight on the game yesterday. Perhaps Bubba does. And one thing I will say is, uh, Kyle, I actually, rem- I think I know now what you look like on your new haircut. For people listening. What, what I look like? Or yeah, I, yeah. Look I, like? Figured, I just figured it out. It, I said initially if you haven't got a chance, go on Kyle's Facebook page, or if you're, or, or you can just, now. yeah, if you're watching live, you can see it. You can see it right now. But I, I said Road Warriors because I love that. That's one of my favorite tag teams of all time. They were badass. Loved them. But I, I'm going. You may not like this, but I think you're a character from Top Gun. I love that movie very much. Which so, character? Uh, I'm gonna say. What do you think, Goose? What do you I'm think? Go, I don't. I'm, I'm thinking a little too fat for that. I'm gonna go big boss fan. Big boss man. Okay. <laughs> Go back to wrestling. Wrestling. <laughs> and all the way from the great town of China Grove. I appreciate it, Dave. Yeah. Big win for the, the Pirates yesterday afternoon. 84 to 73. Uh, as you see there on the screen, Pirates never trailed. Uh, led by as many as 25 in the first half. 48 to 25 at halftime. And then UTSA. They made some runs in the second half. You, you really felt like they would, and they can score so well. And they 
knocked it down to 10 points, I guess on five occasions, but never got it down to single digits. And uh, despite their hot perimeter shooting in the second half, the Pirates were able to hold them at arm's length. And you know, it, that was largely because of Brandon Johnson. And you know, what a game for Brandon. Brandon had 20 of his career high 30 points in the first half, seven three pointers. Um, but what I like to see, in addition to him knocking down all those threes, was his ability uh, because of his uh, perimeter shooting, using that shot fake, getting to the basket and uh, scoring in a variety of ways. So just an unbelievable bounce back performance by Brandon Johnson after having just 15 points, I want to say, in the last three games, 30 yesterday in San Antonio. No doubt. Well, the guy that I was watching out, fellas, is uh, what about Jaden Walker? He finished uh, yesterday's game with 13 assists. He had eight boards and, of course, six points. Uh, what, what were your thoughts, Bubba, on Jaden Walker? He was one that I was really impressed with. Yeah, Jaden had a heck of a day. And like you just pointed out, he really stuffed the stat sheet. Uh, you know, we'll go ahead. Uh, since you referenced those numbers, uh, we'll bring up those numbers uh, for for the Pirates, an individual look at the box score. Um, the Pirates had four guys in double figures, led, of course, by Brandon's 30 points, 10 out of 19 from the floor, 7 out of 11 from three, 37 minutes for Brandon. But um, Jaden Walker getting back to his stat line in 34 minutes, and he did start yesterday's game, which, is, which has been a trend of late. But uh, Jaden, six points, eight rebounds, and 13 assists. Um, Obviously, when you're knocking down shots the way the Pirates were yesterday, it's much easier to to have those assists uh, than it has been the last several games. But but Jaden, nonetheless, did a tremendous job of playing the point. Um, Bobby also did, did some nice things off the bench. But, um, yeah, Jaden Walker, uh, just a couple of rebounds away from having a very unorthodox double-double and not awfully not too awfully far away from a triple-double. But uh, then also in double figures, you had R.J. Felton, 16 points, six rebounds in 34 minutes. And Cam Hayes uh, finished with 10 points and a couple of rebounds in 27 minutes, knocking down two three-pointers. Uh, I was interested to see, too, Bubba, the, uh, on the stat sheet, 13 of 33 from three-point land, 39.4%. Um, that anytime you can be right at 40% from three point uh, range is really, really good. I would say one of my sticklers, they only had nine free throws, I know, yesterday, but five of nine, 55.6% from the free throw line. But it doesn't matter. They still won the game, but that's always one, um, one stat I look at is uh, certainly free throws. And uh, we, we can always do better for sure. Yeah, not what you'd like from the line um, for sure. But um, from three, such a dramatic improvement over the last three or four games. The Pirates has shot just, I think, 18%, just dismal. Uh, yeah. And we had been bad prior to that, and it got even worse. Um, we, we were – In the 20s, guess, right? Yeah, and we were, we were 29% for the season, uh, 27 within conference play. Then yesterday, just shy of 40% with 13 makes, seven of those by BJ. So that was a tremendous improvement, and um, hopefully that will continue. And like Mark Adams said on the on the broadcast, uh, he really thinks that this team can make some noise uh, down the stretch and in the conference tournament. 
we don't have to necessarily sh- make 13 threes, but if we can shoot it, you know, 33, 34, 35% there, and right. uh, just make some, just make some shots uh, with our defense and um, we can make a run and make a little noise. And if you look at it, that's, uh, and if you look at it, the 10 out of 21 between RJ Felton and uh, Ben, uh, excuse me, Brandon Johnson. Uh, so those two really carried the way. And then Cam Hayes, good to see him two of four from three point land. So uh, really, really happy with that stat, Bubba. That's one that you and I have been talking about for the length of this podcast for the last six, almost six years. We've been talking about three pointers and how if we make, I know it's, it seems like it's such a cliche for basketball for East Carolina, but if you make two or three more threes, you win the game. And so that's how important it is in this day and age in basketball. It yeah, is. And, uh, Go ahead, Bo. The, the fourth pirate in double figures um, was Ezra Saar. Ezra had 11 points, three rebounds, five out of 10 from the floor in 26 minutes. And, um, and it provided the Pirates with something off the bench. And the final thing uh, I wanted to point out as far as uh, an individual line was that of Sear Malonga. Sear came off the bench, and Matt and I were discussing this. Hopefully Matt will get to a better sale area where he'll be able to chime in as well before we wrap up uh, the show today. But Sear had four points on a pair of dunks, uh, one on a – on a lob um, coming on an out-of-bounds play, and the Pirates dialed up some tremendous out-of-bounds plays as uh, Johnny Gardner and I were discussing um, right after the conclusion of yesterday's game. And here is the way that one looked from Bobby Pettiford to Sir Malonga. Nice jam there, and uh, he's he's only going to get better. That's a great thing. And that's one of the things that I love about our coach, Mike Schwartz, is his connections. They're doing a really good job recruiting when it comes to the local and the 252, when it comes to statewide and, of course, nationwide. But And then he also has the connections overseas, the international players. I really like his formula, if you will, for that. And he does have the transfer portal, but he's not putting everything like a lot of coaches in the transfer portal. I just wanted to ask Bubba, did he get Perrette? Did he get express written consent from East Carolina, UTSA, the American Conference, and ESPN to use that clip? I don't know. If, if not, he's going to have to go to the penalty box. No. Yeah. So two, two, <laughs> he got a two. I may spend a little time in the penalty box, but <laughs> taking like a little take. I, I like to spend a little time in the box sometimes. <laughs> I bet you do. It's taking a, a take, taking a look at these team numbers. The Pirates, nineteen more shot attempts. Then the Roadrunners, 33 out of 72 for ECU, 45.8%. UTSA, 22 out of 53, 41.5. Um, the Pirates, as we've mentioned, 13 out of 33 from beyond the arc, 39.4. UTSA really heated up after halftime, uh, finished the game a very respectable 10 for 26, 38.5% from three-point range. Pirates, as Dave noted, just five out of nine from the charity stripe. Uh, Meanwhile, UTSA was an excellent 19 out of 21, 90.5%. The Pirates held a slim 37 to 35 edge on the boards, including 16 to 11 on the offensive glass. ECU, um, with the improved shooting effort uh, and better ball movement, uh, 21 assists compared to just eight for UTSA. 
Pirates 10 steals, Roadrunners 4. And East Carolina turned it over just six times while UTSA committed 12 miscues. Uh, the Pirates were outscored 17 to 12 in fast break points. And the Pirates dominated the paint 40 to 22. Great to see. That's some, speaking of uh, stats that really matter, that rebounding stat right there, Bubba, you're almost double. And um, that's domination on the glass. So good for the Pirates. Good win. And Kyle, as you know, it's uh, 12 and 12 on the year. We still have a chance, Kyle, to uh, make postseason play beyond the conference tournament. Yeah, you post a winning season, uh, being, be in the American, being in the American uh, three-bid league, most likely, for the NCAA. So if you post a winning season, you, you're probably going to get a CBI invite. Um, so the question is, will the administration, you know, CBI might cost you a little money. I think we should definitely take it, uh, particularly if we end the season hot. Um, and we'd almost have to, like, if we got like the 18 wins, uh, right. we would be, we would be playing good basketball at the end of the season. Um, I, I think you would be pretty ignorant not to accept the CBI invitation. And that's a lot of ifs and buts and fruits and nuts. But, you know, for, I, I heard, uh, Gilbert had some negative comments in the past about those, uh, postseason basketball tournaments outside of the NCAA tournament in IT. But if he were here back Maybe. in, was it 13? When we won the C, when we won the CIT, yeah, yeah. you know, I don't think he would feel that way. So, um, and the CBI is more high profile than the CIT. So, there's a lot of a lot of basketball to be played before then. And who's to say, hell, maybe we'll win the tournament and we'll go to the big dance? But um, I, I, if we play well enough to end up with a winning season, um, and we have the CBI opportunity, I, I'd like to go ahead and put that out there now. And and I, you know, I, I'd like to know the administration's thoughts on it. Are we going to accept? that invitation if it comes, um, you know, but that's yet to be determined based on how we play down the stretch. Yeah, but you're, you're, you're right, Kyle. The good news is for this basketball team, you know, we have baseball starting uh, less than a week away, and we know how our fans, including myself, all of us on this show, love baseball. But guess what? There's still a lot to play for, and I'm happy uh, for Mike Schwartz and all the coaches and the players and the staff around basketball that we still have something to play for in the next couple of weeks. Yeah. And I mean, you, 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 well, I mean, we could win the conference tournament. I mean, it's possible, right. but you, you would like, to, you would like to think if we, if we have a winning season and, um, we receive that CBI invite that they'll, that they'll accept it. Um, so well, time will tell if we, if we get the opportunity and, uh, if we do, but um, I think now is the time to start talking about it, be proactive rather than reactive, and kind of get the message out. If you're a Pirate fan, uh, get the message out to the administration that if we have that opportunity that you'd like to see the Pirates in the CBA. No doubt. And, Bubba, you know, when you look at this, uh, guys, when you look at the schedule coming up, we were talking in the green room before the show. Uh, this four-game stretch is really critical because you have the one we won yesterday with UTSA on the road. You have, of course, on Thursday night, uh, we need to have that place packed for Military Appreciation Night. 7 o'clock on Thursday night, we have Wichita State. That's a game we could win. You never know. You have another home game, Kyle. Um, our Black History Month game is against uh, Tulane. Um, that's Alumni Day, by the way, next Sunday, uh, the 18th at 2 o'clock. And then you have um, one of Kyle's favorite universities. I say that sarcastically. Uh, he always talks about Rice at Rice. Houston, Texas on the 24th. So the next three games are critical. If there's somehow, some way we could go three and one and four and oh, 
um, that would be a great, great. And then, of course, we have, uh, what is it, four games after that? Well, we, we've played better, really, on the road than we have at home this year, honestly. Um, yeah. If not, yeah, if not better, have. tip for tat. Um, I, uh, recently, we, we've seen to play better on the road. So we're almost due to win some conference games at home. That's a very good point. So uh, make sure, guys, to uh, keep that in mind. Thursday night, we need a packed house. Um, that Wichita State game, uh, normally, that's a tough uh, opponent this year. They're struggling. And um, get them, knock them down, man. Let's go ahead and get another win. And uh, then, of course, when you have two home games, look at this, Kyle. The next Out of the next four games, three of them are home. So, um, And then that Rice game. And, and speaking of Memphis, Bubba, what in the world is going on in Memphis? Do you think Penny Hardaway is going to have a job? I mean, those folks are, you know how we are about Pirate football and baseball. Are they are they struggling all of a sudden? Yeah. Are, we, are we not looking yeah. like a three-bid league still or what? No, they've been struggling down the stretch. Uh, I don't know about this week. I'll have to look. At, but uh, they, uh, as of late, they have um, not been playing well at all. Yeah, as, as Mark Adams noted yesterday on the broadcast, uh, he stated that entering the year it was supposed to be FAU the Memphis Tigers and everybody else, but it has not been that way uh, to say the least. And Memphis had a four game losing streak and without beat, without beating Wichita state on the last second shot, it, it would have been five. And uh, I know earlier today, they got off to an excellent start against Tulane uh, and we'll see uh, what that score is now. If, it, if it's not over and it's pretty close to being over, but uh, they were, they jumped out to probably a 12 or 13 point lead in the first half and that Can one. I ask Alexa Bubba? Sure, go for go it. Go for it. Alexa, what's the score of the Memphis Tulane basketball game? <laughs> in men's basketball game, Memphis is beating Tulane 82 to 67 with 4. There you go. All right, 67. They're playing better today. They here lately they've like I said they've been struggling. I mean, people are in Memphis, you can imagine, Kyle, even though he's a local kid, uh, Penny Hardaway, uh, they are not happy in Memphis right now. He's definitely on the hot seat um, when it comes to basketball there. Well, they're standard, they're, they're standard yeah, the, the, especially in the New American. Uh, them in Florida Atlantic should be one and two, and uh, they should be, you know, they want to be competing. They think they should be competing for national championships in basketball, at the very least. Yep. You know, Sweet 16 type team, and exactly. they're struggling to make it into the tournament or even to win the American um, so that's not going to fly in Memphis. I, um, I know a couple of weeks ago we were three bit. What, 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 what is bracketology showing now? How many, how many teams two. are they saying we're going to get in? I think it's two with another one on the bubble, right? Maybe I don't, I don't know that Memphis can get in now. Um, I think they pretty much have played themselves out. We'll see. Maybe. I mean, like, uh, they can win the conference tournament, but right. Uh, yeah. So you got FAU definitely in. One more. Well, um, is it Charlotte, SMU? North Texas, yeah. like North Texas, and uh, SMU. Maybe S. Well, I mean, no, we still Charlotte. may be a three bid league. Yeah, a three, bid yeah. Yeah. a three bid league, even without Memphis. Yeah, I'll see. You know, I'll access to uh, bring up the net rankings and take a look at that. Uh, with South Florida's, I believe it's, it's at least eight, maybe a nine game win streak now, and they rallied from. At least fifteen, maybe seventeen down yesterday at Rice. Um, pretty yeah. furious rally there. Yeah. Early, early in the second half, um, they they had sliced what was about a 
15 point halftime deficit and uh and actually taking the lead only four or five minutes into the second half and hung on i think 68 65 or 68 64 wasn't was that final but what a job that abdur rahim and that staff have done uh, since arriving there in tampa from kennesaw want to say hello to shell from the hello boys from the queen city hello shell appreciate you very much it should and, uh, be a potentially an interesting conference tournament with um yeah with the amount yeah. of competitive teams that are that are playing uh, in the American right now. So and Kyle, we were talking about these four games, the first of being yesterday. You have UTSA, Wichita, Tulane, and Rice. We talked about that. But the last four games of the season, if they're on an uptick, we'll see Memphis, North Texas, SMU, and Charlotte Ooh. will be the the last four games so we've got to win we've got to win these these four somehow some way um to keep our dreams and hopes alive for not only a winning season but like kyle said we uh if we get 17 18 wins something like that we need to go to the um the cbi i have no yeah. issues with that whatsoever no I some, mean, other, yeah. some other scores on the american scoreboard uh, from sunday afternoon uh in addition Bobby, you just completely cut out. Yeah, the American scoreboard. Memphis 88, uh, Tulane 73. And then um, you had Charlotte and the 49ers barely escaped Philly with a win 73 to 70 over over Temple. Uh, you, you had Florida Atlantic in overtime barely escaping Wichita State. And Robert Matthews had pointed that out. What's up, Robert? Which Wichita State had a chance to win that one in regulation, and then Florida Atlantic ended up winning by 13 points in overtime. Wow! Uh, you you have um, you had SMU uh, take down Texas 71 to 68, and then you had UAB. Um, they won 70 to 68. Yeah, you're cutting out like crazy, Bubba. We're getting part of these scores, but we we got the gist of a lot of lot of interesting scores of competitive basketball in the American uh, this Sunday. No doubt, and uh, congratulations uh, to the Pirates again. A big win, twelve and twelve overall, as uh, we creep down the last eight games. So we we need to go. I think Bubba said four and three, and that's getting a win in the conference tournament to be able to get a winning season. So yeah. I'm not the stats guy. Isn't that right, Bubba? Yeah. Four, four and three, and then, and then a win in the conference tournament would get you to 17 and 15, where okay. even if you, even if you lost your second game in the conference tournament, you would uh, obviously finish with a winning record at 17 and 16. But you now hopefully, hopefully we do better than that. But um, at the very least, I'll, I want a winning season. Exactly. And, and if and we put ourselves in a position with some of the losses we had in non-conference play, which is an all too common occurrence down through pirate basketball, or at least recent pirate basketball history. Um, you, you know, losing losing some games that you really felt like you should have won, where you have to have a better conference record to uh, accomplish some of your goals. But um, at this point, again, five and six. So if you go four and three, then that would get you to nine and nine in American play. And um, that that's far and away or would be far and away the best we've ever done because we've never 
our best record ever is six and eleven. Joe Dooley's final year, we had one game that we're we're missing there, I think, because of COVID. But uh, but yeah, you had. I think we've won six, at least two, maybe three times, but uh, ne- never more than six. And here we are at five, with seven games remaining. So we we, we need to eclipse that this year. Hopefully, hopefully we'll get to five hundred or above. That would be great because that number six is just like it, it just seems like that's the magical number, and we need to do way better uh, than that. But it seems like that's the best that we can. Well, if we don't do way do. better than that, and then we've shit the bid throughout the uh, rest of the season because that's one more win. Right, I agree. We should do more better than that, especially yeah. with these, uh, especially with these next three coming up. You feel like you can get uh, one, maybe two. Um, down the stretch uh, here, especially when you got three and you got three out of four home games out of the next four. So we'll see how and, that plays out. And our record on the road, you talked about how we're playing better on the road. And um, yeah, our schedule is probably, yeah, we went to Florida Atlantic and UAB, but some of the games that we've won on the road are against teams that are below us in the standings just for full, full transparency. But in years past, and that's something that we haven't accomplished. That's something in years past that we haven't accomplished. So we're, we're definitely making progress. Never as fast as anyone would like. Uh, obviously, Coach Schwartz and staff included. But um, last time, going back and looking at it, um, I'm trying to remember. I want to say it was 15-16, but that we, that we had won three road games. But we've only won three road games a couple times in the last decade. And the the last time we won more than three road games, which is something that will hopefully happen this year, uh, was way back when we won the CIT. We won six road games that season. Yeah, I mean, when you look at uh, you look back at the games, guys, there's so many games we could say uh, we had a shot to win, and um, and we didn't. And so, uh, just the northeastern game hurts. The south, going back to the USC Upstate game, that really hurts. Um, these so many games in the conference, um, the North Texas game, um, you know, it's, it's just so many games we could talk about how, uh, so close, but yet like the cliche so far away and, um, hopefully we can get it done down the stretch. Like we talked about, I know we've got a, uh, for those watching live, we have a Super Bowl show. Do you guys have anything before we get out of here? Uh, not a thing. Just, uh, look forward to see how we finish up the season and, uh, uh, hopefully, um, we get that win this season and, uh, at least get some CBI play, um, come, uh, come March. Yeah, that would be great. And, uh, we got, uh, base it one for us here at the show. It's a very busy time as we have, uh, coming up basketball. We have, of course, uh, spring football and baseball at the same time, probably the busiest time of year. For us when it comes to doing the show all right uh once again congratulations to the pirates big victory 84 73 over utsa down in san antonio texas and we appreciate you watching pirate basketball overtime right after uh, right here on the sports objective good day everybody
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.